announced this week that British Columbia is taking a major step forward in the prevention of cervical cancer by offering at-home testing. I will say it had everyone in this building saying, this is fascinating. Will we ever get it here? Well, here to tell us more about it is Dr. Gina Ogilvie, a Canada Research Chair and Professor at the University of British Columbia. So this is getting a lot of attention. And I suspect one of the reasons why, if we're just being honest, most people do not like the pap test, the pap smear. It, It causes anxiety. It causes stress. For some women, it's highly uncomfortable and it varies. But having an at-home option seems revolutionary. Tell us more about this. Yeah, you've landed on the experience for many women uh, regarding sort of uh, having to undergo cervical screening. So we learned some time ago that HPV or human papillomavirus is the cause of cervical cancer. And after many years of research, what we found was that if you used HPV to test for cervical cancer instead of a pap smear, the HPV test was actually better at both detecting precancerous lesions, and what we do is we would then treat those. It was better at detecting precancerous lesions compared to pap smears. And also, when you had a negative HPV test, you have greater confidence that an individual is not going to develop a precancerous lesion. So it's a great test, great technology. Coupled with that, what's really exciting is that unlike the, the um, pap smear, where a practitioner actually has to see the cervix to take a sample from a specific area of the cervix. For HPV testing, you're just trying to get a sample from the vagina. Mm. So you can actually self-collect. Clinicians can collect it too, but uh, an individual can collect it themselves. So because of that ability of this technology that we don't actually have to see the cervix to get a good sample, that allows us not only to have a more accurate test, but also to have a test that folks can get themselves. And then as you alluded to, you can get it at your home. You can take it at your home. You can take it in the privacy of your home. You can also still take it at a clinic. I mean, there's, there's also folks who still want to go and see a clinician. You can still take it there too. So it really, what it does is really expand our ability to offer screening in a wider variety of settings, but also it is in, in itself a better test for detecting those precancerous lesions that we can then treat to prevent them from going on to cervical cancer. And I want to make a very important point because I think, honestly, there will be some people who maybe just cringed or said, oh, my goodness, this is not appropriate for the afternoon to discuss this because you said the word vagina. We need to take the fear away of talking about body parts and some of these cancer um, screening tests like pap smears and breast exams because these are people's lives we're talking about. And so when we talk about these situations and, and screenings and issues and health with my son... I would like it to be that it's no more different than talking about an elbow or a knee because one of the reasons I think women are so scared to get a pap test or a pap smear is we've grown up hearing how horrible they are and they're uncomfortable and they're, it's, it's socially weird. And if we can take that stigma away, we would be healthier human beings with less cancer. So I hundred percent agree with you. I think it's really important to put at the center of this conversation that this is about preventative health. And this is actually a cancer we can prevent. With vaccination and screening, we can prevent a cancer. Now, like I think that's one of the most exciting things we can talk about, preventing an enti- and eliminating an entire cancer. And so 
we need to be able to talk about it and we need to be able to sort of embrace that this is a key part of health and we want to keep the population healthy. So absolutely, I'm delighted you're talking about it on an afternoon show and hopefully women and individuals with a cervix who learn about this can really know that getting cervical screening is the right thing to do and really important for their health. And do you think it will take it'll take a step forward by women having an at-home option who may say, you know what, I'm in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and I've never actually had a pap test or a pap smear because I've just been too afraid. We hear about it all the time that there is a there is a fear of this. Is this going to help make this more accessible and less scary? I just think it's important to say it's not. It doesn't need to be scary. Yeah, you you you've absolutely hit the nail on the head here. So one of the things, you know, across Canada, about 74%, 75% of people who are eligible for cervical screening are up to date. And there's even a portion, according to the Canadian uh, Health Survey, between sort of 5 to 10% who have never had a pap smear. Never. Right? So never. So, so and that number fluctuates a bit depending on the province and the region. But we've got a portion who've never had it. And we've got a large portion, about 25%, who are not up to date. And different provinces have different rates. So what we want to do is, one, we have this better technology, so that's great, but we need to get more people screening. So what this does with self-collection, and we've done a pilot for the past two years in British Columbia, and what we found was we were able to actually invite and get folks who had never screened, who had not screened for 10 years, or who were overdue for screening to participate. So you're exactly correct. One of the exciting opportunities here is that the HPV test, because it allows, it's a better test, but it also allows us to self-collect, means that there's a whole group of folks who have, have been embarrassed and nervous. You know, there's folks with histories of trauma, uh, histories, cultural sensitivity. So there's a whole variety of reasons why women may not have undergone cervical screening. Mm. And this opens up a whole door. So we're really excited about that access. And that, because frankly, this is about seeking equity. And we want to ensure that all of our population has access to care. Now, the key question, though, is, This is revolutionary and forward thinking in British Columbia. But what about the rest of us here in Alberta and East? What what, what is our future in having these kind of opportunities? Well, I think what's exciting is the Canadian Partnership Against Cancer has been leading a national conversation around elimination of cervical cancer. And they're partners from every province who've been working together to move this forward. PEI in British Columbia have been able to move to HPV testing. And I think what's, what's very clear is across the country, all jurisdictions are looking at this shift. So I'm, I'm excited to see everyone in the country move towards HPV testing. Dr. Gina Ogilvie from the University of British Columbia, also a Canada research chair and an expert in HPV-related diseases and preventions. Thank you so much for this discussion today. I think it's fascinating that we can take these steps forward to help something that can be so preventable and also take the stigma away from talking about our body parts. Yeah, yeah, and I so I'm so grateful for the time you've put aside to chat. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.